This is episode number 448 of the Health and Fitness Podcast, brought to you by Inner Fight in association with Smith Street Paleo. Dr. Ramsey Ross. That was a phenomenal introduction. Hey, there mate. it goes. That was brilliant. Oh, you can be formal sometimes. You've done this a few times, I think. <laughs> mate, 442, you know, it's quite special. Mate, give us a little bit of background. We like to start at the start. I, I know that you've got a funny accent, but tell people wait, where I'm, I'm going to say the same about you, by the way. You've got a bit of an English, Aussie. I know. I know. Yeah, I a bit of, bit of Scottish tinge in there as no, well. Mate, so I not, don't have any Scottish. I think, I think you've got to check your family history there, mate. Yeah. Okay. mate sometimes I get, uh, are you South African? And nothing, nothing against any of the South Africans that listen to the show. I appreciate all of you guys listening, but I'm definitely not South African. Mate, give us your background. Let's go. Yeah, look, so a uh, bit of a mixed background, but I, um, from, a, from a technical standpoint, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a physiologist. Just by, by by training, uh, interested in clinical physiology, interested in performance or exercise physiology, uh, but on the grander scheme of things, looking at human performance, human health and performance, and, and what science and medicine can can do for us in terms right. of getting people uh, healthier and and taking performances to the next level for for those level of. Is that something that you've always been interested? In? Is that something you're interested in at school? Uh, Give us a bit look, of it, with the, your the story geek. is that, <laughs> no, I wasn't. That's a funny thing. <laughs> Um, and I guess a similar story to others that, that go into this field. I mean, I, I, I passionate sports person, you know, yeah. played played um, football. I think you know, yeah. you know, it is still the most popular sport, and, and I was a sucker. Still, am a bit of a sucker for it. Still really? enjoy it. Um, <laughs> Who's going to win the World Cup? I I think it'll be. I'm going to go with France here, yeah. if not the home nation, Russia. Well, 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 after, that, that, la- after last night, Russia beating Spain on penalties. Exactly, exactly. I, I think they could do it. Yeah, I think they could do it, but but I'd like to see France do it. Personally. Well, by the time this show goes live, everyone will know that, but that's okay. <laughs> so you're into you're into football at a young age, and 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 yeah, played at a, at a decent level, uh, you know, university level back in the UK, etc. Yeah. But but same story as I think many others, it wasn't quite good enough. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and and had to had to find another way to to, to stay in sport. Yeah, and um, and literally the whole area of of sports science physiology and you know it was was up and coming back in you know back at universities yeah. particularly in europe um uh and uh well europe us you know australia etc you know it, it becoming more popular yeah and uh, it looked like an avenue to, to keep my hand in sport and and maybe go down the science medical route of it all and that's exactly what i did and and referring to your geeky comment yeah. it, it really was uh <laughs> you know i ended up Doing a PhD in it and, and, and so on, and, and that really wasn't part of the part of the plan at all. That, really? came, that came out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> but but I remember phoning my dad, saying to him, "Look, this this opportunity's come up. I, I don't really know what to do with it." And, and he says, well, just, "Just go for it. See what happens." Really? And that was it. Took it. And, and um, alongside that, I think, I mean, people. I mean, obviously, PhD is quite an academic thing to do. Yeah. But right. but the the. the Let's say the version I did was 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 very applied. I mean, I, I was out in East Africa working with endurance athletes. Wow! You know, so it was it was getting my hands dirty. I think what it, it was what kept me interested. It, yeah, you know, if it was. If That's it was, what I was going to ask you, mate. What yeah. sort of obviously, yeah, we all played sport, and you're interested. Yeah. But what what made you interested about essentially how performance works, how the human body, like, what was it? I think the key thing that got me interested, and and uh, the University of Glasgow was a, was a key factor in this. Um, it was understanding, you know, performance limitations. Actually, why, why, right. why do we tire? So, why do we fatigue? What stops us from being able to achieve uh, goals? Yeah. Not, not not just from a psychological standpoint, but but primarily from a physiological standpoint, from yeah. a biomechanical, you know, standpoint. Why 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 hasn't a human being run 
uh, you know, sub two marathon to date? You know, yeah. what, what is it? What are the limiting factors that, that are stopping the human being from being able to achieve that? Uh, and so, as opposed to initially looking at uh, you know, and helping people enhance performance, is looking at well, well, why can't certain people achieve or human beings achieve certain that levels of performance epic. and then using that information and understanding well if this is a limiting factor or this is a limiting factor or this is a limiting factor and there are obviously multifaceted points to why people you know don't achieve you know I'm going to ask you what they are <laughs> uh, look, there, 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 there's obviously there's going to be there's going to be physical components yeah. I mean you know your, 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 your heart your lungs your, 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 your it might be biomechanical components yeah. there might be uh, psychological components that would, would stop somebody or inhibit somebody from achieving their, 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 their goals yeah um, so understanding what all those limitations are I think then push me towards and saying well if we know what the limitations are what can we do about them in terms of overcoming them right. in order to help somebody particularly in the elite uh, in the elite world um, yeah. um, you know to help them whether it's achieve a world record or, or, or PB or, or, or whatever yeah. um, so that's what fascinated me and, and as, I got, as I got deeper and deeper into it it's just fascinating I mean uh, yeah, you know in terms of and, and also alongside that I did a lot of work with uh, some groundbreaking work that that, that was new at the time and 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 uh, for example part of my PhD was involved on, on, a, on a performing enhancing drug uh, that's that quite well known you know the Armstrong case the EPO uh, I was going to say are you involved in Chris Froome's case <laughs> no no no, no, no. <laughs> not sure we should talk about that but given that yesterday he was the, the French banned him from riding in the Tour de France uh, it could be quite interesting we could get to performance enhancing drugs later <laughs> no look, look, let, let me put it in context for you so, so it, 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 was, it was research focused it was partly sponsored by the World Anti-Doping Agency really? so I'll put that in, um, <laughs> and and it was to look at genetic screening techniques for right. for for uh, detecting EPO use. Yeah. So it was part wow. of the whole drug detection kind of um, right. initiative. You must um, know a lot of things. Uh, so <laughs> so so, uh, what fascinated me on that front was was okay. Yes, it's interesting to to, to develop new techniques, especially when you're looking at genes, etc. Yeah. And how you could potentially look at substance use. Yeah. Um, uh, but at the same time, you know, it, it, it's well established that EPO does enhance performance. Yes. Um, and and I was also curious to understand well, well, how does that work? I mean, they're they're the obvious. You know, people understand for the, it. For those, mate, what? How does EPO work? Because the, we see it a lot. We, you know, everyone knows Lance Armstrong drugs. And then this word EPO. Like, yeah. I don't think many people even know what it stands for. So give us a, a, a quick insight into how it actually works. So it stands for human recombinant erythropoietin. And uh, it's essentially a, a drug that stimulates red blood cell uh, stimulation creation, yeah. let's say, in yeah. your bone marrow, yeah. inside your bone. So, um, and what that does is it creates new red blood cells. And red blood cells are important for for, for carrying oxygen. Obviously, yeah. the, the, the the what keeps you keeps you alive right now, and us having this conversation. <laughs> yeah. um, so so the idea being uh, that if you can, uh, if you increase your red blood cell mass, you improve oxygen carrying capacity, then you can improve performance markers like. You probably have heard this word thrown around in the performance world a lot. Probably oversold yeah. on, on, on too many occasions. This whole VO2 max VO2 idea. VO2 max, yeah. VO2, VO2 meaning rate of oxygen. So if you can increase that, which you can do through training, which you can do through weight management, which you can do through other means. Yeah. But, but obviously EPO, given the nature of what it does, yeah. would directly affect, for example, a parameter like that. Right. Uh, and which could be linked to performance enhancement right. uh, effect. So, so that's kind of the, the, the common known, um, uh, well, you know, a lot on the street kind of thing of what EPO does. Yeah. But, but I think there's a lot more, uh, and we know there's a lot more to what EPO can do 
than just that alone. Right. And, and that was an area that we we, we were we were looking at wow. assessing, um, and, and seeing, uh, and seeing what how, how could how, how, what what we could learn from that, yeah. and then apply it in a in a in a. In a, in a legal context, so if you find, <laughs> you know, because yeah. being very clear, I'm not, yeah. not going to start suggesting <laughs> people start, you know. No. But but one of the things we found, which was which which you may find interesting, was it was very popular. I mean, it, it got published in, in the American College of Sports Medicine. Uh, it was an editor's pick for that year um, because it provided a lot of insight, well beyond what 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 people thought was happening right. when, when you inject a drug like this. I think that's the, one of the biggest things, isn't it? Because like I said, everyone knows Lance Armstrong, EPO, yeah. they put this drug in, it makes you go faster. Yeah. But there is a wider context, right? I, absolutely. I mean, so for example, what, one thing I picked up during that trial, and it, it was a very intensive trial. You can imagine you're using a controlled substance, getting approvals through, getting, you know, it, it, it was very intense. And then yeah. getting recruits who were, who were going to represent your population. Basically, you need athletes. You couldn't really? attract competing athletes to test yeah. this because yeah. they're competing. You, you, there's a conflict there. Yeah. Um, so you wanted to get you know, uh, recently retired athletes, XGB wow. vest holders. We managed to get a few in. Wow. The whole ethical side was a complex yeah, thing. You right. know? So, but we, we got it through. And, 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 and one thing that we picked up, you know, it was a 12-week protocol. There was a two-week introduction. There was a four-week injection phase. There was a four-week washout. It was very intensive, very intrusive. Wow. Clients had to come in regularly, you know, yeah. medical, all the medical background, you know, the checks, the, 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 the constant, you know, oversight to make sure, obviously, nothing adverse happens. Yeah. If, you, yeah. if, you, if you mismanage the drug, you can, you yeah. can suffer a stroke or a clot that you can wow. die. So we had to be very careful on, on, on all fronts. And one thing I found that really intrigued me was the effect of, the whole process, even before we had given them a substance, yeah. the whole idea that, that we have conditioned them in that they're coming to a you know 18th century you know old you know uh, you know Harry Potter style university, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? White yeah. lab coats and, yeah. and you know needles involved, and you you know seeing the drug being made and and you're yourself injecting this. We did that on purpose into yeah. your into your into your under your skin and your stomach. So all these little things, I, I we, we we noticed that you know hold on, this is this is all having an effect. On, on, on this person. Yeah. So what what do all these points, you know, could they influence a, per, a person's performance in the end? Right. So uh, cutting the story short, what we did was we, we did a placebo arm of it, right? So right. we, we, told, we, we told people that basically we will we will give you a new substance which, which mimics EPO. Yeah. Um, uh, a new substance. Uh, <laughs> it was fake, effectively. Yeah. Um, and, and it had a much faster uh, actioning time mechanism, uh, you know, over, over five days. You know, we, we want to look at performances pre and post, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was a very strongly created research study, what we call a randomized controlled trial. So yeah. it, was, it, it could really stand up to any scientific scrutiny. And um, we basically found that, that injecting basically less than 0.5 of a milliliter of saline, which is basically yep. water and a bit water. of salt, yep. enhanced performance. <laughs> so, so the idea that, you know, you're injecting something yeah. that you've built up to the person as being, you know, this is some phenomenal drug similar to EPO. It's going to you know, do this and this and that and that. And it's kind of priming psychological or bio, you know, uh, psychological priming or, yeah. or, or conditioning cause and effect. That's so we already know from this study that actually taping, taking EPO, a percentage of, of that effect is, is not due to the actioning of the, of the, of the drug. Right. It's, it's other mechanisms that you're influencing along, along that journey. That's insane. So, so you can see yeah. you know, where, where the conversations can go. And then it raised a whole, uh, you know, it raised a whole, uh, it opened up a whole new area of, of, of you know, discussion in, in, in relation to... So what, if, uh, if, if you take... Your, your sample, some of them were just taking saline. 
others were taking EPO. What was the increase in performance? Do you have any any figures like? Yeah, look, it, uh, EPO. Share? Yeah, absolutely. If yep. EPO can, and this is published data, so it's right. it, there are published data. You can you can look at the study. It's available yep. online. Um, uh, anything from five. I've seen studies from five to about twelve percent improvements. Right. In 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 endurance focused, particularly endurance focused um, events. Anything from three k, ten k, cycling, running, yeah. uh, and up um, type of events. So. The, they are major gains. I mean, yeah. uh, when you, I mean, you, you're, you're a fit man yourself. Yeah. You, 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 I'm sure you have an idea in terms of what performance gains you can achieve yeah. through through training, diet, and, and yeah, whatever absolutely. else. You know, over a four week, eight week, you know, block. So it, it, it's it's pretty staggering in terms yeah. of what what it can do. Uh, but look, it 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 it's it. it uh, you know, because I, I want to be very clear here, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pushing, you know, substance use in any way. It, it, it comes with with serious risk, yeah. and and it's something that everybody should be, you know, very, very, very careful yeah. um, with. Um, but uh, no, absolutely. From a placebo perspective, though, we yeah. we okay, we didn't find the same degree yeah. of impact, performance impact uh, effect, but but it was still significant enough to give you this example, for example. Um, we looked at all events from across male and female events from from the 3k distance actually uh, 1500 i think it was was it was yeah. the shortest distance we looked at all the way up to uh half uh, 10k distances right and in in olympic finals right all the way back from athens to to the to london right this is and and we looked at saying right if we did our placebo intervention yeah. with all those finalists in those races across across both genders yeah. across all those distances um, what could have been the outcome? And we found that, that in fact, the person, the people, the athletes that, that finished, you know, 10th, 12th, I think it was up to 12th position, yes. um, uh, could have actually won the race. Won the race. Because wow. the marginal difference between finishing first, fifth, tenth, you know, in, yeah. in these races is, so is, is 1% and less. Yeah. You know, so, so in the grand population scheme of things, people are arguing, well, you know what's 0.3 percent or 0.5 percent or one percent but actually if you look at the elite scheme of things it's huge and we did nothing wow. in reality yeah, yeah. From, from, from terms of giving somebody an active ingredient we did yeah, nothing yeah um but then i would also argue back and saying coaches and, and i'm sure you do this yourself and, yeah. and i think good coaches do this regularly there's things called like the hawthorne effect you know where where where, where you see this with athletes all the time if yeah. you if you if the coach is within the room or within the vicinity and, and the athlete's doing some drills and they know that our oh, coach is popping in or the coach may be popping in in the next five minutes I, I better i better you know get my yeah. technique right my, my, yeah. my you know my discipline show but if ugh, they're not here yeah. i'll do the same thing but i'll be a little bit more slack yeah so all these little you know effects can can affect some of these ability to, yeah. to, to perform so what so, we need to do is we need to get a a, a false doping ring set up <laughs> for people who want to perform at the highest level but not tell them about it and and get these white lab copes and this 18th century <laughs> I, I tell you what i you know no jo jokes aside mate yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you if you if you get very similar effects I, you I know, know? And that, but, Let's dig into a little bit of that yeah, because sure. I, I love the mental side of it. Yeah. Obviously, love the physical side. Absolutely, I, I hate I hate doping. I hate yeah, drugs, yeah, yeah. and I'll be a little bit upset, but not surprised if Chris Foom actually comes out and, yeah. and, and, and is guilty. I mean, he's been he's doing incredible things. But let's talk about the mental side. What what do you think it is that that stimulates that increase in performance? Good question. I, mean, I, I think there are two key things that I, I often talk about if you're trying to get more out of your your athlete. Now, this applies to your 
your, your general Joe who's, who's looking to optimize his or her body composition yep. to, to, to somebody, again, who's looking at that more marginal gain uh, you know, over, over, a, over a particular uh, event. Yeah. Um, and I think the two things that need to be focused on, it's, it's, one is trying to manipulate someone's perception of effort. Right. Yeah, so, so their perception of, perception of how hard they're working. And the second thing is um, what I call potential motivation. Right. How can you find, what can you do to, to increase the motivation of that individual to, to, to achieve more? Right. So, I mean, again, good coaches do this all the time. I mean, there, there are instances where I've, myself with clients, yeah. have, have maybe given them biofeedback that's maybe not been so accurate. Yeah. Um, for the purposes of getting them to do more or lift more or, or, or stay at a, at a certain intensity a bit longer. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're reporting, you may be under-reporting something where in fact they're working harder than they think. Yeah. Uh, they're working, sorry, it, it's easier. You're reporting something that's easier than what they're actually doing. Yes, yes. And then you find they're doing it. Yeah, you know, so that that's you're you're manipulating or playing with someone's perceived level of effort. So yeah. if you can if you can find novel ways to do that, yeah, uh, you'll be surprised how much more your client can can can, yeah. can push. Uh, you know, and I guess it links in closely with your <laughs> with your brand here. You know, yeah. inner fight. How do you how do you use potential motivation, perception of effort? Yeah. How do you manipulate that to, to to kind of get that that inner fight out? Yeah, you know? I think I think that's one of the key things as well, and I think. I think sometimes the more we know, the more dangerous it is. And the less we know, like we, we sit a lot with people like, for example, there's a one max back squat, you know, and, 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 and we just keep putting weight on the bar and the client's like, how much is on here? Ah, don't, don't worry about it. Just lift it. Absolutely. And then, and then, we, and then we tell mm-hmm. them it's like, but what, what do you think? What is it? Or do you know? What, what is it in the brain that if I knew that it was 100 kilos and I've never lifted 100 kilos before, what happens in my brain that starts to make me think this I've never been here before and I start to get scared whereas when I don't know when you've just put that weight on I can lift 100 kilos okay I'll take a bit of effort but I can do it what's going on upstairs I I think there are two things I think there are several things actually but I think think two key components are are, you know there is a chemistry side to it in the sense that you know there are hormones that 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 you know, the con- of which concentrations you know could get released or not released. You know, in certain quantities based on how you your anxiety, uh, for yeah. example, things like dopamine, for example. Yeah. Um, and then, then it's then there's a psychological component of of of, of uh, yeah, related to things like anxiety, related to things like you know taking on something that, that you haven't done before. People respond to it differently. Yeah. Um, and, and I think personality profiling. This is something I'm also interested in. Yeah. Is very interesting because I think approaches will often depend uh, approaches and their, their outcomes will often depend on the on on the personality of an individual as yeah. well yeah so, so some people do like to know exactly what they're doing and they feed off it right and, and they benefit from it whereas as you say sometimes you just get on with it and, yeah. and you, you you're loose with kind of your, your biofeedback yeah and, and they just get on with it and they do much better yeah uh, so I think you've got to profile the person very carefully and then tailor your approach accordingly. Yeah. But in terms of you know the, phys- the physiology of the chemistry, I think I think there's certainly a chemical imp- uh, component yeah. that, that that can influence someone's motivation again to, to, to push it a little bit harder. But but I think it's still quite an unknown. Uh, you know. Yeah, is it? That's what I was going to ask next. Is it? Is it? Are we still in a? I mean, I guess like ten or fifteen years ago. If you're a sports scientist talking about, like, yeah. we wouldn't be having this conversation now. Yeah. It'd be quite different. 
we've come a long way and yeah. we've got access to, to a load of different things. But it's quite funny because we've got access to all this technology and we're stood here talking about just not telling the client how much weight's on the bar. <laughs> it's like the most basic approach. Look, I, I, like, just on that, I, I, I think simplicity is always, <laughs> is always the way. Regardless, look, you, you need to have science, you need to have research, you need to yeah. have advances, you need to, you know, and, and certain techniques will only apply to certain levels. I mean, yeah. you, you know, but... But at the end of the day, even when you when you when you're dealing with top clubs in the world and, and, and top you know whether it's football teams or whether it's whatever whatever sport you're looking at, yeah. uh, the, the the root of it, it comes down to simplicity as well. Yeah. Um. And, and I think the key, the key differentiating factors are, or will often be people. Yeah. You know how, how the common things like how you communicate with your athlete, how you yeah. how you how you how you yeah, how you manage your athlete. Yeah. Uh, and yes, you know as practitioners. And, and I say this a lot to, to in career talks, and, and, and uh, for example, you know, uh, there's one thing being a fantastic academic or a fantastic scientist or a fantastic yeah. uh, doctor or a fantastic, you know, whatever in, in the realm of sport, um, and there's another thing, you know, getting the the, the, the results you want with an athlete. Yes. And 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 you can be a fantastic scientist, best in your field, sports scientist, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, but if you cannot find ways to get what you know from research and science and apply it in every day and apply it to your athlete on the ground yeah uh, you, you're useless yeah. and, I, and I'll go as far yeah. as yeah, to say that so so they're, they're often the people that excel the most are the ones that have a have a good scientific background you know yeah. that, that are aware of, of techniques and whatever else um, but have very strong interpersonal skills yeah. uh, and are able to, to work with athletes and get things done in a, in a, in a, often in a diplomatic way as you yeah. know working with you know, health and fitness is, yeah. especially elite, in the elite segment is, is very challenging yeah. um, so it's a lot of other characteristics that people I think don't talk enough about yeah. you know in terms of getting stuff done and getting the best from your, from your clients both from an elite perspective but also yeah. Helping that person, uh, you know, lose a bit of weight and and, and and reduce their cardiovascular disease risk or whatever yeah, you're yeah. looking at, you know. I think that's super important, mate. Let's let's flip it onto onto the side more of of the athlete of the client. We got a lot of people that listen that are perhaps want to get obviously want to get better in their sport, yeah. be it if they're coming to the gym doing CrossFit or doing endurance. What things do you think? those that population are, are missing coaches scientists whatever that we've got to deliver we've got to deliver on a scientific level yes we've got to deliver on an interpersonal level but what are people missing as athletes or as people that this is the general population that want to get better that's a massive question there it's huge. Uh, I, I mean you mean you mean you mean in a general context, you're saying... Yeah, what, like, what, what do you see, mate? You, you obviously work, and we'll dig into this a, a little bit, but yeah. you work with sort of elite-level athletes, yeah. and what do you see... Like, are they coming underprepared in a certain way? Is their mindset not in a certain way? Are they not yeah. giving enough attention? What's the trends that you're seeing where people are not reaching their potential? That Even the best scientist, the best sports scientist, the biggest motivator in the world, if that client or that athlete mm. doesn't get these things in place... Oh, right, yeah. Look, I, I, I think, I think the, the way our, 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 our working for the majority of people, yes. the, the, the way our working lives are, are, are going in recent years, yeah. you know, uh, it, it's it's becoming more and more intrusive, uh, you know, especially those working in in, in corporate uh, entities, you yeah. know, it's becoming more intrusive, more time consuming, pressures are higher, you're having to spend longer hours in, in you know, seated positions yeah. and, and and where you're you're, you're inactive, and and. and this is a major problem. I mean, right. and that's why I think a lot of companies now, uh, say the, the, the big companies of this world like Google and, and so on, are are trying to find novel initiatives to try and to try and keep staff 
you know, who, who are who are des who are in theory desk-bound des yeah. uh, desk jobs to, to keep them moving, keep them active, it, it, whilst being at, at work. So, this is unfortunately, and I mean unfortunately, the way our, our world is going at the moment, yeah. and, and 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 lifestyle considerations in in the sense of health and, and well-being is often put. You know, uh, on the second back, uh, yeah. on the back burner by 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 corporates. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of fundamentals, I think it still boils down to the same same stuff. I mean, yeah. you know, e e eating well, uh, keeping physically fit, at least at least trying to stick to some form. You know, a lot of government have guidelines. They're very simple guidelines, yeah. but I think if you can, but if you can still hit them. I mean, yeah. I'm not slating them by any means. No. I mean, if you can still achieve your 30 minutes most days of the week, yeah. or, you know, that that's better than nothing, you know. Yeah. Um, but but food, exercise, uh, and and work balance, I think, is is the biggest inhibitor. And I don't know what you what you see, yeah. but but for what I see, work is 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 often the biggest, uh, let's say, limiting factor. Yeah. Um, I I think as well. I think. And, and let's not destroy the corporate world, but let's. Um, I think it is demanding that, but it's it's almost demanding. I don't actually believe that people are working harder than they've ever worked. Mm. I just think the amount of hours and right. and the laws that we're having to work within, like you must be here at this time, you must do this, you must do that. Absolutely agree. That's what's causing yeah. the issue. I don't think our like our pro productivity is not massively more people still work for eight hours Absolutely. a day I guess I should clarify no, when I say you know working you know the, the working ethos that's been developed now yeah. I agree completely I, I, I actually I think productivity in many cases has gone down it's gone down whereas, whereas you, people are ticking boxes to say that I've been in the office between this exactly. hour and this hour therefore yeah. I'm working yeah no I absolutely I think if you, if you give more freedom and more flexibility to your staff members obviously within a, within a trusted you yeah. know with a framework I think that's where it's uh, difficult the, for companies yeah as well I think what uh, Virgin one of Branson's Virgin companies mm. did unlimited leave and you yeah, know I which kind of I, yeah. I really don't know how, how that goes but yeah I, I think and I was having an interesting conversation with a friend the other day about sort of an intensity factor at work like how much of your work life if you take an intensity scale of like one being zero like yeah. doing nothing and ten just being absolutely all in on a task if you could plot your tasks that you do at work where would you be on that scale so you take ten of your tasks that you do on a week mm. like where do you do them how many of those tasks do you do at like between eight and above like probably very no. few and it, it's, it's quite <laughs> a lot like and that's where we came back to it. we came back to it as sort of like heart rate training like yeah, you yeah, know, okay. and that grey zone we're like either threshold or zone two and don't play around here but we, yeah. we actually when we're fixing the world that day, we're like, yeah, we reckon most people in the corporate world, our effort level in their work is between four to seven for most tasks. And they, but they're just, they're there for hours and hours on end. Yeah. And that's what's, in the end, it, what you're saying, what I agree with is that it becomes detrimental to health. Because Absolutely. in that work environment, we're sitting down in that work environment, there's, there's probably... A, there's probably a birthday every day where there's a cake coming around and there's all sorts of sort of negative aspects within that environment and yeah, they're yeah. also they're surrounded by a load of other people who are only performing at effort level four to seven yeah, as well yeah, yeah, so yeah. they're not overly inspirational and they're not intense and they're not all yeah. in it's uh, a, a spiral that, that, that you can't really break out of and, yeah. and, and by the way you know, not to harp on too much about research but, yeah. but, but this, is, this is I mean there are people who study this and there's yeah. people who who published on this regularly in, in that you know the, the, the most widely reported limitations of, of, of 
uh, general population, you know, people uh, getting to, 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 to meet, you know, country guidelines or government guidelines or, or just, you know, getting physically active is often lack of time. Yeah. Is often, you know, that's most often reported. And in fact, if we, if we go back to the context of high intensity training and, yeah. and, and where HIT training has evolved from was part of it was was due to that point yeah, so, so academic scientists looked and said well most people are struggling to, to get fit because they're saying that they don't have time so then you know academics looked into saying well if time's an issue what, what, what's the benefits of doing high intensity short duration short yeah. and, and let's see if that if we can overcome this by, by inter- you know and this is where they hit then yeah. blow up and and, it, and and still being you know, and it still, works and it works yeah so so uh, for me i think everybody understands that that food and activity you know, are, are the are the key pillars of 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 health and, and well being and fitness. Yeah. Um, I, I don't I don't think there's anybody on this planet yeah, you know he, that, that would you know you know, you know yeah. but but and I and I don't, and, you know and it's probably boring for me to be repeating the you know the, oh. the, the same two but but I think there there are there, there are the, the, the way our, our, our work life in general is is evolving. Um, it, it's 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 becoming increasingly challenging. Although I do see, as you've mentioned, you know there are. Your, your bigger corporations out there that are that are trying to come up with with novel ways to try and counteract this, yeah. and I think a trend. I think I think there's a small there's a trend building. I don't think there's enough there yet, but uh, but but hopefully this will this will you know will will. I think uh, yeah. Well, I shouldn't call it a dick swinging contest, but I, I will do. But <laughs> I think sometimes, which which in this case it's quite good, and I, I liken it to sort of sustainability initiatives that corporates have. It's like, okay, they're our competitor, and they've got this big sustainability. It's like if you look at Adidas and Nike and the sweat houses that they use, and yeah. sort of that, because th- that's where I, the background that I came from. It's like, okay, once Nike had done it, then Adidas had to, you know, had to do something about uh, the poor yeah. labor conditions. And I think it's quite similar. Like, you know, you mentioned Google. Google now have an employee wellness program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if Google's doing it, well, everyone else should do it. So it's, it's kind of quite a nice yeah, yeah. spiral, and it's like, yeah, well, we've got the best one, so employees should, like, yeah, people yeah. should want to come and work for us. It's, it is quite interesting. Mate, let's jump into sort of what you do. You're based here in Dubai. Talk to us about what you work on, what you work in. You're obviously a super knowledgeable guy. No, no. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, so multiple. I mean, in, in the UAE, I've, I've had the, the fortunate opportunity to, to work on a variety of projects. Um, um, as a consultant, um, uh, mostly, uh, in, including working with, with, with the military, uh, and a big focus with the military here in the UAE Armed Forces was, was looking at the national uh, service yeah. uh, for, for UAE uh, nationals. Yeah. Um, and, and that was very, very, very interesting uh, for, for, under, for about a couple of years, looking at that and, and setting up holistic centers across the UAE wow. to, to provide um, scientific medical uh, services let's say to to cadets on camps etc wow. so it's part of this big national service drive that, that i'm sure yeah you're aware of and you, you 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 might have had a few uh, had a lot uh, of them, mate. Yeah, yeah i'm sure you have yeah. so that, that, that you know without its challenges for sure by the way i was gonna say uh, we could probably do a whole other <laughs> segment show. on that probably wouldn't be politically correct but on <laughs> national service in the uae but I, I think on that mate i think it's something that is super proactive for the country yeah, yeah. making sort of the youth go into military service and but i'm sure the no look fantastic yeah look fantastic initiative i think it's it, it, it's it's uh, a fantastic opportunity and still is a fantastic opportunity to 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 not only educate 
um, the, 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 the the local group of Emiratis, yeah. you know, on, on, on nutritional interventions, educate, you know, there's a whole range. It's not just going into military and, and you know, marching around in boots for, you yeah, know, whatever. Right. Yeah, there's a whole wider aspect that we, that we looked at developing from, from, from educating in terms of how to eat, exercise, etc. So, awesome. so it's, a, it's a fantastic initiative uh, that is growing, that is, you know, regularly improving year in, year out. Um, and so that that was a very very uh, unique opportunity, which yeah, which, which, sure. which, which, which provided a lot of insights. Um, and then a variety of projects working with with, with, with healthcare companies, smaller, bigger, to to to, to facilities, uh, not quite as unique as, as yours here in Five <laughs> Mate, but 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 you know different kinds of gyms, healthcare yeah. facilities, um, and uh, more recently on a on a on a big. Uh, clinical facility on on the Palm, um, first of its kind uh, for the region, um, integrating uh, let's say sports medicine orthopedics with a performance laboratory as well. Um, this is, I mean, this is huge, mate. This project that you, yeah. you've just sort of said, oh yeah, a bigger project on the Palm, like it's just something that you just walk into <laughs> every day. What you guys have been, or what you're involved in, and what's been built on the Palm is yeah. somehow, I would I maybe would go a bit far if I call it revolutionary, but for Dubai, it is quite revolutionary. There's all sorts of different technology there testings and it's attracting people all over the world tell us more about it can't sell it to us mate yeah no no absolutely so so it's uh, it's 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 a large facility 17,000 square foot it's it's wow. it's it's a clinical facility so it's yeah. all DHA licensed etc um, but within that there's a performance uh, let's say a performance laboratory yes um, with uh, uh, several pieces of high-tech equipment um, not just for the sporting population but I, but for for I would say anybody that's looking to become uh, physically active or who is physically active. Right. When I say physically active, I think you know anybody that's that's you know doing regular walks, jogs, yep. runs, wh- whatever it may be that that keeps you burning some calories. Yeah. Um, so um, the, the the it was primarily set up to to cater to the elite sports person, right. not just within the region, but but attracting. Um, sports persons from from across the globe wow. uh, who may be passing by, who may be here for for other purposes, um, to get, for example, one segment we're looking at is the football medical. Right. So uh, you know, uh, as you know, if a player moves from X club to X club, yeah. there has, there's a set of processes in place that you have to go through in order for that transfer to be, uh, you know, yeah. essentially to, to have a chance of going through. As part of that, there's a there's a there's a medical, and and, and I had a I had a, a piece on this, by the way, uh, a small plug. Uh, <laughs> no, no, not really. But there was a piece on this uh, talking about the football medical and the independent wow. um, at the start of this year um, uh, during the, the winter transfer season for yeah. for, for, for the football market, uh, and we just shed some insights into what, what goes on behind. What, What's the purpose of foot medical? How does it work? You know, why does it done? How it, so yeah. I, I'll send you the link. You can have a read. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, and that's a segment that we're, we're, we're you know we're looking at for that facility. Wow. Um, uh, again, the idea is that you can you can come in and get a full body assessment done. So it, right. it's uh, your eyes checked, your ears checked, your breathing checked, your your heart checked, your any musculoskeletal issues. Wow. Um, to biomechanical assessments to to. Wow. Uh, um, you know how your nerves fire. We can look at inaction. So if you're doing a, a jumping movement, a running movement, a jogging movement, a walking, whatever it may be, we can assess it in real time. I think that's the key wow, thing as well. It's functional. That's very cool. Uh, and there's nothing like that here in the UAE, really, is there? Uh, in the UAE, no, 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 absolutely no. not. In the UAE, certainly not. Um, uh, so it, it's it, it does provide unique offerings. Yeah. Um, and again. It, it, the, the, that football transfer market is a very interesting market for 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 the UAE, yeah. uh, because the UAE isn't known to, for a, for a necessarily for a place of you know yeah. uh, where you get a, 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 that type of medical done. Um, so 
we're working hard to 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 to, to achieve that goal and, and start attracting uh, you know high end athletes not just in the world of football yeah. uh, but obviously that's that's you know, for obvious reasons, that's an area where we're starting first. You know, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's, a, it's a rich sport. It's a, it's an area where 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 the medical is 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 pivotal to somebody signing. What can we, can we talk a little bit about the medical, mate? What yeah. would a player? Because I think this is interesting for a lot of people. Yeah. Football is in everyone's face. Yeah. What sort of testing does a player? If if Liverpool want to buy a player from Man United, do you know something we don't? <laughs> is there a player moving or what? <laughs> okay. What should they? What is the test? What what do they go? Through? I know nothing about football, mate. <laughs> so it involves. Uh, it's no, no, a round this <laughs> ball. There's a lot you, of falling. You throw, over. you throw it to each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, so, what? Talk, talk to us about the medical because I think this is something that a lot of people probably wouldn't know about. Uh, a football medical. Uh, um, what's always done typically in a football medical is you, you, you'll, you'll you'll typically get your your your, your knees assessed. Right. Uh, you know ACS, ACLs, PCLs. You, you know you know cruciate injuries yeah. and all and all. Uh, that's fairly common. Um, so you typically get your knees assessed. You'll typically get your your, your heart assessed. For, for any potential congenital uh, heart-related uh, issues, you know, which, you know, God forbid, you, you probably heard the case of Moamba and others yeah. over the years of, of, of sudden cardiac arrest and yeah. death on pitches, etc. Yeah. So, so that's a that's a very interesting area um, in terms of pre-screening, and not just in football, by the way. I mean, that's a conversation we can have down yeah. the line. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, uh, to reduce your risk of something like that. Uh, so, getting your heart checked, your heart checked, your, your 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 knees checked, a general physical exam to check your overall health, a blood test, urine right. test. Um, uh, there may be an anti-doping element to it as well, um, uh, and if there's a player with a that, that's known to have had a, a an ongoing injury or, or problem with an injury then that purchasing club will more than likely almost certainly be interested in assessing that particular particular area in more detail right. so uh, i mean there are many examples i mean one of the last ones i was i was i was asked to comment on in the independent again yeah. was looking at gareth bale uh, he was he was having recurrent um calf injuries um, uh, um i think it was his right calf uh, i see so many reports i, I get yeah, confused with right. people's limbs and yeah. but but he, he was having ongoing recurrent it wasn't a major issue but it was an, an issue that put him on the bench right so for example, if you're a, a club that were looking to purchase Gareth Bale, then, yeah. then you'll do a general screen, uh, you know, covering those areas I told you about. Yeah. But then you may look at and say, well, look, he's had pending issues, you know, over the last months. You know, let's look at that a bit more closely and get an opinion yeah. on it. Yeah. You know, and and and, wow. and the verdict, obviously, of that report will then that will then ultimately tell you whether you want to purchase or not purchase, yeah. or you still want to purchase. But there may be some terms you can you can you can negotiate. You can get him a bit <laughs> cheaper because he's buggered. I like how blunt you are, mate. But yeah. <laughs> <That's what you're laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, mate. I think I think that's actually super interesting. That yeah. some that as well that in if we bring this back locally, that we're attracting players from Europe to a facility in Dubai to get this testing done, which obviously speaks volume about the level of technology and the level of staffing that you have down there. Yeah, look, it, it needs to be. It's it's you know the 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 facility where it's on the palm. You know, it, it's it, it markets. It, it plugs into that bigger PR engine of of, yeah. of Dubai. You know, uh, the palm markets. You know, if 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 I tell anybody across the globe that that potentially even hasn't even been to the UAE or to Dubai, yeah. I say, oh, we're we're on the palm. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I kind of know. Yeah. It. Although they have no idea where it is, but they know it's it's yeah. Dubai, and they know they, they yeah. got it, they got it visually in their in their in Absolutely. their head. So that that's a plus plus side to it. Um, 
Uh, and uh, of course, the equipment, the facilities, everything, you know, the space, everything is well above industry standard in terms of finishings, etc. Yeah. Um, but of course, what's, what's, what's pivotal and what's going continue to continually be pivotal for the place is going to be the personnel as well and the level yeah. of expertise and, and etc. So, um, yeah, it's definitely leading within, within, the, within the country. Yeah. And, and, you know, the team there are working hard to, 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 to achieve, you know, those, those goals and, yeah. uh, uh, such as that in the, in the world of football. Mate. We've sort of gone full circle and we've talked about simplicity. We've talked about technology. We had a great talk on, on, on drugs and, and EPO. Now I want to go into your crystal ball. The industry okay. is moving fast. We, yeah. we also spoke about sort of what was happening 15 years ago. You've seen, obviously, technology play a big part. We've all, we're also seeing in the UAE things like obesity on the rise, diabetes, which leading to heart disease. We've got all of these issues and yeah. a lot of these issues are global. What's your thoughts on sort of, well, we'll probably both be in this industry in 10 years' time. Yeah. Where, where will we be at, mate? What's, what's, you're a scientist, but you're also pretty streetwise. You're not a complete nerd. <laughs> what's your thoughts of sort of 10 years down the road? Where are we going to be going to? You know, uh, it's a big question. Again, yeah. you, you like your big questions. Right? I love them. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, you've, also, you, you've always got to think ahead, of course. You've got to plan for the future. Uh, 10 years down the line, I think, I think, it's probably a bit too far for me to to to, to 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 gauge, but yeah. based on more current, more recent trends, I mean, I'm fascinated by biofeedback in the end, you yeah. know, and and I'm disappointed, I have to say, by the majority, and and uh, you know, without naming names, yeah. but but with with a lot of the tools out there, and, and you know, being frank, um, yeah. But that's not to then tarnish the whole area of biofeedback, you know, uh, as, as as a whole. Um, I, I think. I think that's going to be a growing, a growing area. Yeah. I think the area of, of AR, VR is a very interesting one. So virtual yeah. reality, augmented reality. Yeah. How, how tech companies in the end, working alongside scientists, coaches, fitness professionals, health professionals, how they can merge you know, gaps in, in their capabilities yeah. um, to come up with products and, and, and hopefully less gimmicky products and more substance-focused products. That's what I was going to say. Uh, I mean, we were talking bit, bit before the show about the, the new treadmill we've got here, the Techno Gym yeah, treadmill, yeah. and sort of how it works, how it can be a sled, how it can yeah. go uphill, how it can go downhill. Some of that is quite functional and... and, and of course, Techno Gym, you've got to thank Marcus here for the plug. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm also going to give them a backhanded slap that on the screen they have Facebook. And so oh, oh, it's right, like okay. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a workout and I'm on Facebook, which I know it's great because I know a lot of people need that carrot that if they've got this big iPad in front of them, it's huge, great screen, but mm. you can get Facebook on it, you can watch YouTube. Like if I could focus on Facebook or YouTube when I'm doing a proper run, then I'm not doing the run properly. So, you know, it's, it, there is that gap, isn't there? What, what I'm saying is, is it technology for performance, like great things, like they've integrated a sled into it, mm. or is it technology for to sort of, I don't know, to, to feed the appetite of constant engagement mm. in things like social media. I think that's something that's going to be quite interesting. So I, I'll give you, it's somewhat related to what we're talking about now. Yeah. There, there was an article in, um, I've forgotten the magazine. Um, I've forgotten the magazine. But anyway, I'll, I'll dig it out and I'll, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll share it with you and for your readers as well. You might, you might be interested. So there, there was an experiment done, um, I, I think it was in... Oh God! In Germany, I can't, I can't remember. In Europe, somewhere, and they they, they created um, 
a uh, a dark track. I don't know if you came across this. Yes, I, I posted on it in my social page. I yeah, I, go. I, I can't remember for the life of me. Can't remember the details, but but basically, it, no. Wasn't f- it Asics were involved. I think in it was this. Asics. I didn't want. Yes. I didn't. I didn't want to mention the wrong brand. Yeah, so it was so, Asics. Yeah. yeah. So where, where people got no feedback, they couldn't see distances, they couldn't yes. judge finishing lines, they couldn't, you know. And, and I think that's fascinating. Yeah. Y- you know, and and it was why I think it's fascinating because it comes back to the statements we were talking about moments ago. Yeah. About. You know, uh, by the way, people don't like to. Ex- there are people out there that don't like to exercise. Yes, because they just don't like the sensation of feeling tired, of feeling you know, which wild, which is yeah. a problem. Yeah, and, and we can't criticize them for that no. because often you know it, it's often not a pleasant feeling. No, so so <laughs> yeah. how, how, how you know how can we overcome that again for people like that who 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 have, who have let's say who struggle maybe a bit more with their inner fight, yeah, you know, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, uh, to, to 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 overcome the sensations of this pain and whatever else they may be reporting yeah. to. So. The idea of of removing finishing lines, removing, and what you know, what would the feedback be from somebody exercising? And, yeah. and people were reporting things like, you know, they found it more enjoyable. Yeah. They found it easier or more enjoyable. I mean, that's a fantastic result. Yeah. If if they burnt 500 calories, you know, in in, in more of an in, in an enjoyable environment. Yeah. Um, that means they're more likely to do it again and again yeah. and again, yeah. and therefore the knock-on effect. You know. I think that's something super super interesting. I, mean, I find that a lot with with a lot of clients that I mean. We have people come in, and I'm sure it's no different to you. What What have you been doing fitness-wise is the question. And they say, I haven't done anything since high school. They're 40 yeah. years old. It's like 20 years. It's like, okay, wow. And why? Because of what you said. They actually yeah. don't enjoy it. But if you say, okay, can you go for a walk with your wife or, or your husband yeah, yeah, yeah. just for 20, 30 minutes to the park three times a week? Oh, yeah, I can do that. And suddenly suddenly we've bridged the gap. We've, we've given them fitness yeah, and we've yeah, also yeah. given them some great engagement with a loved one and we're, and we're building on that relationship. Yeah. I, I think that's... But that also comes back to simplicity, doesn't it? But so, I think it always will. will I, it? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't think that'll ever change. I think, right. I think you'll find... Um, novel ways of, of, of maybe communicating or getting somebody engaged initially. Yes. Uh, but I think your bottom line will always come back down to something that, that, that's fairly straightforward and yeah. simple. Keep I mean, the, the principles of you know, negative energy expenditure over a yeah. day. I mean, uh, it's not rocket science. Yeah. You, 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 you know, but, 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 but the avenues of, of getting somebody to expend more energy than what they consume, yeah. uh, you know, there, there are infinite ways of trying to do that. Yeah. You, you know, but it's, it's, I think coaches and, and, and fitness professionals and, and so on will have, to, will have to become more clued up on, 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 on understanding patient or client profiles and understanding how people take how they work yeah. and, and, and utilizing these resources to, 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 to tap into those areas and yeah I think, I think it's, it's definitely going to be interesting on, on that level like of basic motivation how we continue to yeah motivate people to get involved in I stuff mean, VR, AR now, yeah. now look I'm sure it'll have its problems uh, you know, like it already does but, yeah. but you know in principle Somebody's at home, goggles yeah. on, and they feel immersed, you know, within a within an environment that they enjoy. Yeah. It could be, uh, you know, I don't know, like a like a like a dodgeball scenario. Yeah. You know, I was talking about yeah. this with somebody else. You know, a virtual yeah. dodgeball. Yeah, you know, good. where you're, you're in a you know enclosed safe area, and you're and you're throwing and catching and, and ducking and diving. Yeah. You know, against some you know in, in a virtual. You know, for me, abs- sounds brilliant. That sounds great. You, yeah. you know, I if agree if, with you. if if a 15, 20 minute, half an hour dodgeball session, yeah. virtual, you know, it's gonna, in it's your gonna, room. yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, um, uh, help you burn an added three, four, five, six, whatever calories. Yeah. Go for it. Go what, for what's it. the issue? You yeah. know, what's the problem? Yeah. Yeah. You know, just like, I mean, the example of walking the dog, there's, there's 
it's such a simple thing, but you know, getting somebody to to walk alone, you know, just yeah. go for a walk, thirty minutes. Oh, I can't be bothered. Yeah, you know, have you got a pet? Yeah, I've got a dog. Yeah, oh, you love the dog. Oh, I love my dog. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you you know, class that as a session. Yeah. You know, but but maybe think about making it a bit more active. Put your training, you know, rather than your walking shoes, put yeah. some trainers on. Yeah. Go for a little jog. Do some little interval work or something. Get the dog, ch- dog chasing you. Chase yeah. the, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're interacting with the dog and they've done an hour session, whereas. You know, you're struggling to do half an hour walk. Now they're doing, you know, a mixed, essentially interval without knowing yeah, it. Yeah, without you know, knowing it. In the park, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I think That's I think where we'll get you to. Know, but yeah. AR VR is a very interesting way. Yeah. Bio, uh, interesting topic. The VR, the uh, biofeedback side, I think is is important, but I think it's often overplayed. Yeah. Uh, and I think people are getting too data crazy and this is an area I, I deal with a lot of data I mean just yeah. you know uh, all the time yeah. and, and and data is good but a lot of people and a lot of entities uh, don't know how to utilize that data so yeah. getting data is, is often quite easy yeah. um, but utilizing the data to achieve a goal yeah. is where the real work in my view comes in yeah. and I think the majority of people struggle with that yeah yeah, I, I, I agree with you Matt I think, I think there's, a, there's a lot of systems out there to get but then it's like it's like you go for an MRI and you get this massive long report and uh, you sit in there and you get all this information and this is that on my knee and that on my knee and it's like, okay, now what? Yeah, like absolutely. literally now what? Absolutely. Can absolutely. any one of you tell me what I should do right now that's going to fix the problem? Yeah, and absolutely. everyone just goes blank. It's uh, yeah. data overload. Mate, we have to get close to wrapping it up and to wrap it up, I ask another very deep and open question, so I'll <laughs> prepare you for this one. No, mate, it's, you've obviously got an incredible amount of experience, and, and, and before I go to this, I want to just appreciate that you've taken the time out to share. Oh, I want to thank so, you for inviting me along. No, mate, it's been uh, 50 minutes has gone, has gone super Jeez, fast. that's flown, mate. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a great chat, and mate, we'd love to get you back and, 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 and in, in, in a year and see where things have gone, because I think things are moving. Like you said, 10 years is probably too far. Things are moving too yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, mate, so far, you've had super incredible amount of experiences if you could just share one thing that you've learned along the way with the listeners that helps them to live a better life, perform better, what's your, if you could narrow it down to one piece of advice, what is it? It's a hard question, don't worry. <laughs> one piece of advice. Yeah. I think it's been the theme of our, of our whole conversation today yeah. and, and maybe listeners will be disappointed with my answer because, <laughs> you know, maybe I'm not as, uh, you know, I, I'm going to flip it on you, by the way, and ask you the same question. Yeah. But uh, I'll answer your question I'll first. I'll answer it in a second. Um, <laughs> I, I think that, I think a word that's emerged from our conversation all today is simplicity, yeah. and 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 I'm sorry for such a straightforward answer, no, but 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 I think use any gimmick, use any mode of 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 moving, eating better, use any tool that that could work for you. Yeah. Um. And and if you look into why that that particular thing works for you, I think you're, you're more than fine. It's it's it comes down to very simple factors. Yeah, I don't mean you know? Um. And. And yeah, I, I think a simple thing is just just move, do whatever it is you want to yeah. do. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, calorie expenditure is, is involves moving. And, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm not really fussed in terms of what you're doing, <laughs> you know. Walk but of dog. course, within a reason. Like, for example, if you... <laughs> VR if you, dodgeball, mate. That's it, what I've got it, in my mind. <laughs> I think we should, try and, uh, we should try and look into that. See we can, should, yeah, uh, anyway, a VR a, a corner over here somewhere, <laughs> yeah. mate. Um, in fact, you've got enough space here. Why don't we, we do actual dodgeball? We can play real life dodgeball. You can get rid of this stuff here, mate. Let's get some dodgeball. Dr. Ramsey Ross, mate. What about you, mate? Quick my, question. My, my one piece of advice, wake up every morning yeah. and be committed to be better every single yeah, day. Yeah. Do so, just this. I'm, I'm 
I love the Sky team, Dave Brailsford, yeah, yeah. marginal gains. Just yeah. do something every day that makes you better. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that's been in, in my life in the last four or five months since my accident. That's been like, yeah, I was yeah, in a situation yeah, yeah, yeah. where I could hardly move. And so I think, I think a lot of the time people are very focused on very big goals. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, run yeah. a marathon. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to lose 50 kilos. Cool. So if you break that 50 kilos down, today you need to lose 100 grams. Are you committed to doing that? And that's where the breakdown is for me. So. I, and I completely agree. And you mentioned Brailsford. I mean, he's a big, you know, one of the big proponents of marginal gains. And, yeah. and the idea of, of, of achieving small, 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 small yeah. goals along the journey will help collectively achieve, achieve the grander goal. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been Dr. Ramsey Ross. Follow him. Check him out. He writes for The Independent. He writes for all these magazines. He's a super famous dude. No, 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 He's hardly. He's one of the biggest performance centers in clinics. Do you want a PR role with me? Yeah, yeah. I know, mate. It's my podcast. I can promote anyone I want. But, mate, thank you so yeah, much I really for taking appreciate the it. time. Folks, check him out. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in. And as always, if you have any questions, drop us a mail, winning at innerfight.com. We'd love to get your feedback. Thank you.